0: The Sean L Show. Intimate conversations about music, sex, and life in New York City. My guest today is the man of the cards, the tarot reader himself. It's Nick Kepley. Thank you for being here, Nick. Welcome to The Sean L Show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So um, we start every podcast out with an icebreaker and I tend to ask people, what are you listening to? It's just a question. I want to know what's in your headphones when you're walking down the street, what's inspiring you. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. So if you don't know one, tell me just like your favorite music. I just love to bond with people over music. Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, Well, for the past little while, I've been working a job in retail, so I've actually I feel like I've gotten a crash course in like what's popular right now, which Mm -hmm. normally I'm not up on at all. Um, So but like this this season, this like, you know, Halloween fall season always brings me back to like Fleetwood Mac. You know, and uh, like all that sort of witchy, um, you know, Florence and the Machine. Uh, I have I have lots of like witchy podcasts that I love listening to this time of year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Fleetwood Mac is having a giant resurgence with dreams right now. Have you heard this? Yeah, because that guy's video with the ocean spray. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. yes <laughs> <laughs> and i love and I say bring it on i love i love love me too i love that all these years later dreams is like a song that is now trending with like ariana grande and all the rest that we're listening to right now yeah
1: and i just also rewatched coven american horror story covens the
0: season okay and uh and that's so full of all of that music too so i'm all about it <laughs> oh i didn't know that that's awesome that's awesome yeah. Um, I saw Fleetwood Mac for the first time ever pre-COVID and I'm so glad I got to see them because who knows when we will go back to having concerts ever again. So Yes. I'm so jealous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were um they were incredible. They were at Madison Square Garden. I've also seen Florence in the Machine. Have you seen Florence? No. Florence is was not as good for me live. She sort of runs back and forth like like a fairy. Oh. It's so it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people love Florence. Um, <laughs> so not to say anything bad about Florence, but yeah. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about um, how long have you lived in New York City? This is going into my maybe twelfth year. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So you're a tr- I think that qualifies you as a true New Yorker now. People have different standards of when they say you graduate to full true New Yorker. And yeah. ten years is like the most I've heard. So at twelve, you're f- fully graduated into true New Yorker. Thank you. I, yeah. I will
1: accept that. Although I did I did move away for a couple of years, so it's not 12 consecutive years, but okay. it's 12 years total.
0: <laughs> I won't tell anyone if you- Okay, know. thank you. Yeah. We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> um, where did you grow up? Where did you live before this? I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Do you know
1: Asheville or have you heard of it? Um, you know, I think I've been there. Wait, where is Pepsi from? Gosh, I don't know. Cheerwine is from North Carolina. Okay. Um yeah. which might be a Pepsi product. I'm not sure, but um I don't know. Maybe maybe Pepsi's from North Carolina. I'm I'm yeah. not sure actually. I
0: think it was started in North Carolina because when I visited there, maybe it was Ashburn? Is there an Ashburn? Probably. (laughs) The whole town, I think it was the 100th anniversary of Pepsi, though, and the whole town was, like, about Pepsi. So if you were from that town, you can't escape it. Like, there's antique stores that have, like, every Pepsi bottle that was ever released. It was, like, and I love Pepsi, so I was, like, oh, this is fun, but it was Uh very intense. Like, the whole town (laughs) was, like, about Pepsi.
1: Um, Yeah, Asheville is, like, what they they call Asheville the new – like Portland of the South. It's like, it's very, um, weird and woo woo. And, and growing up, it was not like that at all. It was Mm -hmm. super, super conservative. And now it's, it's kind of blown up in the last like five or six years.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like a liberal hub in the middle of more conservative North Carolina. Well, that sounds great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like actually when I was looking at the returns from the election, it's literally like all red. And then there's like a blue dot in the mountains of North Carolina, which is Asheville.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's amazing. Did it feel that way when you were growing up when you were there? (laughs) No,
1: No. I I don't know how that happened or why, honestly. Like, I used to tell people I was from Charlotte because no one knew Asheville when I was a kid. Um, But it got written up in the New York Times. I mean, it's a really beautiful part of the world. Um, And it's always been very heavy with crafts, you know, like mm-hmm. arts and crafts, um, but not really performance art, just like, you know, crafting. Um, but then now it has, um, all these breweries. And of course it also has the Biltmore estate, the Vanderbilt mansion, um, oh. and hiking and all of that. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm not really sure why it blew up. And I, I kind of love it when I go home and also kind of hate it. Cause it's just, it's really crowded now and it literally costs a million dollars to live in downtown Asheville now. Really? It's
0: crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy yeah well it sounds like i want to take a vacation there it sounds beautiful it and is
1: really beautiful
0: I, I so geek out on like a vintage mansion like i i love to like the newport mansions like mm-hmm. i love all of that shit i love to to go to people's old mansions yeah um, you would love built then. yeah absolutely so explain to us if you can in layman's terms what Tarot is for someone that might be tuning in and doesn't really know about it.
1: Okay. So, what I will say, first of all, is that I do not believe that tarot is a fortune telling device, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people who are coming to tarot um, through pop culture perhaps are kind of coming and thinking, Mm -hmm. just because that's sort of the image, you know, we have in our heads. Um, You know, there are absolutely people that use it in that way. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Just for me, um, that isn't, you know, how I use it. So, mm-hmm. you know, tarot actually originally was a game, um, an oh. Italian game, we believe, although just like every other, you know, wonderful, magical, esoteric um, tool, we don't actually know the tarot's exact history. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the oldest intact deck um, is from Italy from I believe the 1700s Um, and it was uh, commissioned by the Visconti uh, family it's called the Visconti deck and they actually have it at the Morgan library in New York um, which I have always wanted to see it's not on permanent display you have to you have to ask you know or you have to like make an appointment I guess to see it and that's like definitely a goal of mine
0: yeah and then can Um, you handle the deck or will it disintegrate like how do you get to like do you have to put white gloves on I, I don't, I would assume you cannot get within five feet of it. You know, yeah. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. And is yeah. that the Morgan library of like J.P. Morgan? Is it I the don't same? know. I don't know that either, actually. Okay. Um, because I don't know if you watch The Real Housewives at all, but Sonia Morgan <laughs> is the ex of J.P. Morgan Jr. I don't know. And there was an episode where they went to see some sort of Morgan estate that was now a museum and. There were letters or something, and somebody handled them, and she got very upset, and she started crying, and she was like, "You cannot handle the Morgan letters." It's very, very, that sounds like it could be it. It was, uh, yeah, it was wild. Anyone that's a Real Housewives fan will uh, will recognize that that (laughs) reference. Um, Well, that's very cool. So that kind of was my next question. Like, is it similar to? like psychic ability like do you have to be a psychic to do sort of a tarot reading or do you just have to sort of understand what the cards mean?
1: So I think that there are kind of many different ways you can come at it. Um, you know, there are actually a lot of therapists and psychologists that use tarot in their practice just as, you know, ways to unlock um, because the cards are based on archetypes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, archetypes are useful in in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I do uh, kind of work with spirit when I'm doing readings, mm-hmm. meaning that I, you know, open space and call in um, any guides or ancestors or spirits that kind of want to be present either with me or with the person i'm reading for Mm -hmm. and then i kind of you know you you it's it's something that you learn the longer you read to kind of listen and and notice those hints of like intuitive you know knowing that kind of come in and basically what i'm trying to do the entire time i'm reading is get out of my own way so you know Mm -hmm. remove nick from the equation and Mm -hmm. just kind of let whatever wants to come through, kind of come through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also really trying to help the client do the same. So Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways, it's actually more important that the client's intuition speak, you know, and that they, that, that I just kind of allow whatever's coming to their mind to come out. And I'm just kind of there to help, you know, facilitate
0: it. Got it. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever pull a card and you're not sure how to interpret it? Like, do you ever... Do you ever like have pause and you're like, I don't know what this card means for this, you know, way that this question was asked?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think earlier in my professional reading, I... You, I would work really hard to try to make it make sense or, um, you know, because there's 78 cards. So It's mm-hmm. first of all, it's a lot of cards to learn and it mm-hmm. takes time to really develop relationships with like each of these, you know, archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would work really hard to kind of make it make sense. And what I feel like I've learned over time is just really just kind of putting it out there. Like this, this is what the card, you know, indicates. Mm-hmm. And then it will be very surprising how the client will say, you know, Oh my gosh, that's just like, you know, this thing that's going on in my life right now. Or, you know, they, they kind of will, um, it'll, it'll just kind of come through in the way it needs to sometimes though, you know, there will be cards that, you know, will be a little bit less, um make a little bit less sense maybe right off the bat. But then, you know, a week or, you know, a few days later, I'll hear back from them and they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, I was thinking about that card and this happened, or I realized that, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Do people ever not like the response that they get from a card and then ask you to redraw? Like, I don't like that (laughs) one. Can we toss it back? Like, (laughs) I I would imagine it doesn't really work like
1: that, right? (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. No. And like, and that's the thing I think... That's great about tarot. I always tell people it's kind of like the friend that you really want to have that'll just tell you like it is, you know, just like give it to you straight. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes cards come up and and it's not really what you were hoping for, but Mm -hmm. that is indeed what is showing up. And I also think sometimes people kind of get in their own way by trying to to come up with the right question to ask, because I think when we have problems, a lot of times we don't really even know the right question to ask, or we're afraid to ask the right question, yeah. you know? And so sometimes I actually feel like it's better to just kind of say, okay, what wants to come through? You know, what what message do I need to hear right now? And then just yeah. kind of see, you know, what comes.
0: A general reading. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of people do that in your lives. They'll just ask for like a general reading of of what is going on um and you did kind of uh say in your book i got your book and was reading it um in search of yeah, tarot. thank you you're welcome it's called in search of tarot available uh is where can where can people find it i know it's at lockwood for it's our at lockwood um in
1: astoria the yeah. original lockwood location yeah. and then it's available on well so actually today i launched pre-orders for the second book in the Ooh. series um and that's available on my website manofthecards.com and also Also, the the first book, um, Book Zero, The Fool, is available um, at Arcane Remedies in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you want to support a small local business, uh, you can buy it either from Lockwood or from Arcane
0: Remedies. Yay, that's exciting. So I was reading in your book that you said you were struggling at, at the beginning, kind of like what you just touched on, to really memorize all of the cards. By, from different guidebooks that were trying to teach you and you had to kind of like remove yourself from that and just sort of sit with the cards and find out what they meant for you. And would that be yeah. your sort of advice to people that are maybe trying to get into tarot but find it a little bit overwhelming?
1: Yeah, there's there's kind of like this sweet spot of researching and reading because obviously when you first get your, you know, your first deck, you... You're overwhelmed. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's a lot of cards. What do they mean? I have no idea, Mm -hmm. you know, and you start reading and researching and then there just comes a moment where you have to kind of take the leap like the fool, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the book Um, and just put the guidebook down and and like in the, the story i tell in the book is i i took a journal of mine and my deck to the park and i sort of had the intention of maybe just journaling about a couple of cards and i proceeded to, to pull every card in the deck and it just like poured out of me into this journal which i still have to this day um and that was kind of when i knew like i guess i guess something has sunken in and i guess i'm a tarot reader now right
0: you know? right and what is the connection for tarot and spirituality? Because I know that you reference like witchcraft um, in your lives. Is there a connection there officially or is that just a commonality? Um, I mean, I think there certainly can be. I think um,
1: a lot of witches do read tarot or are familiar with tarot. um, But a lot of tarot readers are not witches um, and, and it doesn't go it's not necessarily a given, you know, it definitely can stand independently. And like I said, there are even some, you know, just like, uh, you know, therapists and, and psychologists who will use these images just as, you know, archetypes and, um, actually young, like Carl Jung has talked about tarot and, you know, the, interestingly, these are all people who also sort of have dabbled in the esoteric arts, but, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be a witch to read tarot or vice versa.
0: Right. Right. What? Uh, what got you into tarot? When did you start um, it, and like, what what drew you towards it? What were you going through in your life at that time that you found it? Um,
1: so it's kind of interesting. So when I first took a, I took a class in tarot at the yeah. Open Center, which I'm actually not even sure if the Open Center is still around in New York, but at okay. the time it was like a spiritual, a place where it, it was like a spiritual hub, a place where you could take kind of random spiritual classes and. Um, I definitely thought it was going to be, you know, a woman in a shroud, like candlelit room, right. uh, but it actually proceeded to be really like a college course. It was mm-hmm. very much tuned into the symbology of the cards, which the traditional images are like very rich with, you know, symbolism mm-hmm. and, um, so, yeah. And and at the time, you know, to be totally honest, at the time I was in a really abusive relationship and of anything in my life, tarot has been the only thing my Southern mother, who is amazing, has freaked out about. She did not care that I was gay. She did not care that I was a dancer, any of that. But tarot was like crossing the line. And um, and I kind of let her make me feel like I was interested in tarot because of my terrible boyfriend, which Mm. obviously is not connected, but that's kind of what she made me wonder about myself. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put it away um, for a few years. And then uh, about, I guess, maybe five years ago now, I uh, moved and found the deck. And at the time I was reading a lot of young, speaking of young And Jung suggests um, meditating on images of different archetypes to kind of strengthen their qualities within yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for images of kings and magicians and all these archetypes. And I was like, oh, my God, tarot obviously is the perfect place. And and then I haven't stopped since that just kind of put me back in touch with the deck. And uh, and I was like, why did I ever leave this? I love it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Well, we're yeah. glad that you found it because it's fun to um, to watch you. And I loved watching your lives and seeing you read. Um, Thank you. For people. <laughs> um, we will take a brief break for a commercial and rejoin in just a second. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of The Sean L Show. I'm sorry to interrupt myself for this important ad. If you're enjoying listening as much as I'm enjoying bringing these conversations to you, here's a quick countdown of ways you can help support the podcast. Number 47, follow me on Instagram, at Sean L Show. If you already follow me, click the drop-down menu and turn on post notifications. This will let you know when I put out a new episode. I know you have your phone in your hand, just do it. Number 19 wherever you're listening subscribe like heart number one if you're enjoying this episode or any of the others you've been listening to share them on your instagram stories or dm them to your favorite group chat word of mouth is a powerful form of marketing and it helps a lot and now back to our show Welcome back to The Sean L Show. Welcome back, Nick. So I put out there to my friends that we were going to sit down and I asked them if they had anything that they wanted to pull cards for. So can we pull some cards and just see what comes up for different people in different situations? And I guess I will be the conduit for their energy because I know that it's important to sort of... um send that energy in your direction when doing this. Um yeah. is that is that true? It that's yeah, at least for me that is kind of kind of
1: how I like um to work. So yeah, th- but that sounds good.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I have a friend that is wondering if a new job opportunity is going to come through for them. And they wanted to pull a card and I guess the other question around that would be is that even something you can ask tarot? Or do you, is there a different or better way for people that are just getting into this to ask that type of question?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so for me, I don't find tarot very useful for yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. Um, just because, you know, where do you go from there? Let's mm-hmm. say I pulled a card and it was just, yes. Oh, okay, great. Well, what right. does that even mean? You right. know, and, and and inevitably something down the line would go badly for you because we're humans and life happens. Right. And then you might kind of blame me for that. Or <laughs> right. if I said, you know, it, it just leaves so much room for for things to happen. And also yeah. free will is absolutely con- constantly part of our lives, you know? Right. So um, I'll just kind of reframe the question slightly to say, what, um, you know, what card or what energy is wanting to show up for your friend Mm -hmm. around this question of career.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And what is your friend's name? Uh, His name is Mike. He's been on the podcast before. Okay. Yeah. Mike. All right.
1: So I'm going to shuffle a little bit. Okay. So Mike, we pulled the nine of wands, um, which has been coming up for a lot of people, I, I know I pulled this card a couple of times my last live, um, Sean, if you were watching that one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I always think that's interesting, side note, how certain cards do tend to just come up again and again, mm-hmm. like at the same moment. And whenever that happens, I think it shows that this is an energy that we are working with collectively. Um, so Mike is not the only person feeling this right now, basically, that this, mm-hmm. is, this is something that's happening for a lot of us. And Indeed, I do think nine of wands makes sense for that because this card, so first of all, wands are associated with passion, with fire, um, with creativity, spirituality, sexuality. It's basically that, you know, that internal flame or kind of what um, inspires you and kind of keeps you motivated. Um, And oftentimes will have to do with career. Um, And the nine of wands speaks to a moment where, we really are maxed out um, Mm. in this particular deck. Uh, This is the Fifth Spirit Tarot um, by Claire Charlie Burgess, um, who is the word witch on Instagram. I highly recommend anyone who's interested to follow them um, because they're amazing. And uh, they depict this as a a giant candelabra where the candles have really burned down almost to the bottom. The flames are sort of barely still going. And you can see the beginning of the sunrise coming. So the idea is that, you know, these candles have been burning long and hard all night long, mm-hmm. and they are almost, you know, out. And so it kind of makes sense to me that all of us right now feel pretty burned out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you for <know>? sure. <laughs> that's yeah, theme in, the theme of In year. a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but I also do think the dawn is indeed coming. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, very interesting uh, in this depiction. I will tell your friend that oftentimes I will see this card coming up around martyrdom um, because there is this sense of like, look how much I've done, you know, look how hard I've worked. Um, maybe why why are they not seeing that? Why am I not getting the accolades? I feel like I deserve for that or when will someone else help me with that? Um, so sometimes I can, I'll give the advice for people with this card of just making sure that you are staying grateful, are staying grounded, um, and are just sort of staying focused on, you know, in your own, being in your own lane and also knowing that like a reprieve is kind of on its way. Um, and you said your friend was in the medical field. Is that right?
0: No, no, I didn't. I didn't mention, uh, what field he was in. Um, okay, he's like uh, a coach. So it's a similar. Coach. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, as, I mean, I've, I've been a teacher a lot in my life. Yeah. And so I, I would sometimes with teaching, it's a really thankless job coaching mm-hmm. or teaching because you, you just put so much into it. And sometimes it's easy to feel like, gosh, you know, it, does this even matter? Or are they even understanding it? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, am I doing a good job? Like I was a, a ballet teacher and in a lot of ways that is the same as being a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would just tell your friend to maybe take a breather and really soak in those moments where a student or an athlete comes up to them and says, thank you, you mm-hmm. know, and really does show appreciation or when they do win, you know, mm-hmm. um, to really soak that in and uh, and and maybe a, a reprieve of some kind is is on the way for your friend as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: pretty good. Nick, I got chills while you were reading that <laughs> and explaining that because I obviously, like he's a good friend of mine. So I know a lot about his situation and that was so sort of um pinpoint accurate and while you were reading it i was like i don't know if i will how much of this i will edit out i may have to edit some of this out because it's i don't know how much of this he wants shared and i said i didn't think about it before i said his name but um it's it's the way that you described it with the candles burning down i do think that he feels like he's given all he can in that position and has grown as much as he's going to grow Mm. and is he's someone I think that is always looking for the next challenge he has a ton of energy and a lot to offer so uh that was like wild (laughs) you uh sort of uh explain all of that because it was all very um accurate so um I have a question um for Myself and also my um roommates, one of our roommates is moving out, and so we will have to invite someone new in. So we're wondering anytime you're inviting someone new into your home, there's a lot of apprehension with that. Um, and so we've been feeling stressed. and so we wanted to see, you know, basically the the question, which is too yes or no, but it's like, are we going to like the new person? But um, maybe you can help me once again to reframe that in an appropriate way for the cards to see what comes up around that. Right. Well, why don't we,
1: um, I like to keep it kind of framed for you, for the person I'm reading for, mm-hmm. rather than focusing on someone else. So yeah. why don't we say, what kind of energy, why don't we pull two cards and say what kind of energy might uh, be good for you to kind of let go of around this mm, issue? Okay. Um, to kind of release. Yeah. And then what kind of energy might be good for you to call in around mm. this um, yeah. to help you with that?
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So just send me your energy. Sending it right now. Wow. Well, I really, really love these um, ah! for this question.
0: Oh my God. I am so <laughs> excited
1: so for the um issue of what to kind of release or let go of right now we pulled the eight of Pentacles. okay this card uh so Pentacles is earth uh is associated with earth It's associated with um money yes but also like long-term planning um our bodies sort of the more tangible uh things that we can actually you know see and touch in the world mm-hmm. but also i think speaks a lot to our dreams Um, the, the pinnacle suit is the kind of the slowest moving energy in the tarot. And it invites us into a relationship with our dreams in which, you know, we are asked how slow and patient are you willing to be, you know, are you, are you going to sort of be hasty and pull the, you know, tomato before it's really ripe, or are you going to wait till it's, it's really ready to go and and get, get a better, you know, product from that. So, um, this particular card is about, um, really wanting to like perfect something. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of says to me, you need to let go of the expectation of like the perfect roommate, Mm -hmm. you know, because none of us are perfect. Like, I'm sure that there will be things that you like about this new person and things Mm -hmm. that really bother you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it will also be different than it was before. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to release this need to like control the perfection of the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, the Eight of Pentacles is, the traditional card depicts a figure with eight pentacles sort of lined up, seven pentacles lined up, and then one pentacle that they're still kind of chiseling away at. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that they're trying to get it exactly right. And Mm -hmm. they're not happy with any of these other pentacles that look perfectly fine. You know, so to me, it's saying like, it's never going to be like perfect so just let go of that because also how can someone live up to that you know mm-hmm. how can someone live up to this like perfect idea of a roommate that you've kind of created for them that's not leaving space for them to be who they are mm-hmm. you know and then that's the energy good. that we're being invited to call in is the ten of pentacles okay. which really could not be more perfect either because this is you know fulfillment this is literally i mean as you can see that the the listeners can't see but it's like a house a beautiful like cozy home in the woods It's cute yeah, yeah. it's very cute <laughs> and it's very like you know safe it's very um it's it, it tends in the in the tarot are sort of the like finishing point or like graduation, because obviously after 10, you go back to ACE, you Mm -hmm. kind of start again. So there's this sense of, of being finished, but also what I think is interesting as well is there is, there are these woods that you can see outside of the house. And the idea is, you know, what else might be out there, you know, so no matter how perfect, um, the situation might turn out to be, there always will be more. Um, one of you will leave again, Mm -hmm. you know, it won't be forever basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but calling really calling in like an openness to, to being happy and and letting go of this need to kind of control it. I really feel like letting go of control is like a big theme um, with this this eight of pentacles for you around that question. How do you feel about wow, that?
0: Wow, that is I mean, that is wild. Um it makes sense to let go, I think myself and my um two other roommates that I live with. We have um they're a couple, we have three bedrooms, so it's the uh, that third bedroom that we're filling. I would say all three of us have a propensity for trying to control a situation and wanting it to be the most perfect that it can be. Um, And we've been there for a while um, and we love it there and we, we love living with each other, but we all have been discussing, especially with COVID um, you know, how much longer are we going to stay and like what might be ne- coming up next. So it's crazy that the second card sort of addressed that as well without me even asking that specifically, it kind of uh, showed up there. So it it's a little bit um, it's a that's kind of wild. That's, That's why we love
1: tarot. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a break from asking questions and ask you more about tarot for a second because this just came up for me. In your book sort of explaining tarot, you talk about the major and the minor cards, which I love because it reminds me of music, like major and minor chords. Can mm-hmm. you explain a little bit about what that means and the cards that we've had tonight so far are those major uh cards or are they minor cards? Sure. So in the tarot, there are the minor arcana,
1: it's called, which are the suits, sort of like what you would see in playing cards. Mm-hmm. So there are um, swords, wands, um tentacles, and cups. I always get nervous when I have to name all four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I know, but I'm always like, I'm going to forget one.
0: It's okay. It's then, okay. Um, it's not a quiz. <laughs> and
1: and uh, there is the major arcana, which is what makes tarot unique. Um, and so this is a line of 22 cards, um, zero to 21, mm-hmm. um, the fool through the world. And these are the cards that probably most people are thinking of when they think of tarot. This is the devil. This is death. This is the lovers. Um, whenever you see tarot and Pop culture, you're probably seeing major arcana cards Mm -hmm. just because it is what makes tarot unique. And I always describe these cards and many people describe these cards as, um, you know, big, big life-changing moments. Mm -hmm. So the the times in our life when we look back and we think, gosh, that, that was really pivotal. That really changed me, you know, forever. Mm -hmm. Whereas the minor arcana are sort of the more day-to-day, everyday parts of our, of our life. Mm -hmm. Um, so tonight we have so far only pulled minors. Okay. Um and each suit in the minors, you know, corresponds, like I was saying, just to, to a different energy and a different element. Mm-hmm. Um, so wands are fire, like I said, passion, creativity, um, and cups are emotions and feelings and intuition. Mm-hmm. Pinnacles are earth, um, body, money, planning, and uh, swords are the mind. It's this element of air and it's communication and the way we think mm-hmm. and all of that.
0: Very interesting. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, All right. Let me see what else I have for you from uh, my friends uh, this evening. Okay, so this podcast is about music and sex, and someone asked me a question around their sexuality. Um, Okay. It is my friend Zoe, who is on the podcast the last season, and she talked about this. She's really interested in trying pegging with a guy, um, okay. and hasn't found anyone that has been open to that um and it was it's been a very popular episode so apparently a lot of people are interested to hear what she has to say so her question was not will she get to do that it was more she was curious if more so does she know the person that may be open to that already or is it someone new that is coming into her life and again You can help us rephrase that if that's not the appropriate question there. But that was um, that was kind of her question. Like, is this someone she knows or is there someone new on the horizon that might be interested in exploring this sexual um, having this sexual exploration with her?
1: Okay. I'm going to rephrase it slightly just to make it a little bit more open, but I'm going to keep in mind, you know, what she was kind of saying there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, um, again, you know, what, what card or what energy wants to come up, um, for her around, around this question and around this desire in her to, to, to do this, you Mm -hmm. know, to try this. And her name one more time was Zoe, Zoe. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I ask because I like to kind of think about them, you know, especially mm. because they're not here. So, yes. I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself right now because I don't think I've ever asked the tarot such a like provocative question. before. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I feel like I'm like shocking my cards. I
0: love uh, it. Oh <laughs> my goodness.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. The so cards are blushing. This is great. So we pulled the two of cups, Zoe. And, um, well, interestingly, and I mean, uh, you know, you can see Sean there. There in this depiction, there's oh, actually wow. a rope, which I kind of think is interesting. Yeah, um, you know, and um, but so I love this card for this question because this card speaks to relationships in our life that we really, really can trust. A lot of times, this card will come up for true love or true love of ourself mm-hmm. or true friendship. Um, it really is a relationship with someone that. Uh, we, we can be vulnerable with, um, that we aren't afraid to cry in front of, that we don't feel like we have to be perfect for, um, who, you know, who is that person? That's always what I kind of ask um, when this card comes up for someone is, you know, who in your life is providing um, this for you or how are you sort of resisting that? How could you, you know, lean into that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. So obviously for your friend, you know, it has to be someone that they trust and that really trusts them. Um, you know, I, I know that there is a world certainly, and I, I'm, I w I would guess that your friend must not just be looking to just do this for the sake of doing it. Just because you really, it's New York. You can do, you can find someone to do whatever you want to do with, yes. you know, like yeah. anytime you want. Yep. So I would guess that your friend is kind of wanting a little bit more from it than that. And maybe she you know, maybe she's also a little nervous and it's Mm -hmm. also kind of vulnerable for her. It's interesting. It is interesting to think of the person that's doing the more, you know, aggressive action as being also really vulnerable, but obviously, you know, she is being very vulnerable in doing this. Definitely. So, you know, I would tell her to wait. I would tell her to find the right person, you know, to find someone that she does, that she can really trust. Mm -hmm. I would, I would also say maybe it, it could actually be someone closer in her circle than she maybe thinks, you know, maybe there's, uh, I don't know. I, it makes me kind of wonder, like, is there someone she already knows, um, that she already feels very close to, or perhaps an, 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 old lover, you know, that maybe she's still like, you know, having, having a sleepover every once in a while with that right. she could kind of open up to about this. Yep. Um, yeah, that's kind of what comes up for me with, with this card for that question.
0: Wow. I feel like that's that is very like on the nose. I feel like when she hears this answer, she'll have somebody like exactly in mind. <laughs> so the card, the visual of that card is wild. Cause it's like ropes tied up. Like it's, it's like very sort of, if there was going to be like an SM tarot card, that might yeah. be it for sure. So it's wild that, um, that we pulled that, for this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's also very unique to this deck. It's not like every two of cups looks that way. So it's, that makes it even more wild, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. And the two of cups are like spilling out as well. Like, is that typical of the two of cups that they're sort of like one is upside down, but they're both like, sort of like, like almost like they're going to be like splashing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think what the artist perhaps was trying to show is that connection and also that vulnerability like that they're okay. pouring kind of towards each other yes. and okay. and filling each other up you know yeah. and, and kind of supporting each other and I think the I think the rope was maybe meant to show the tight bond but okay. you know it also works for a different kind of tight bond
0: <laughs> right right oh my goodness this is wild like it's it's giving me chills how accurate these are to every situation and every person and uh yeah, that's that's wild. Okay, I'm gonna do one more um, for someone else. It's a close um, a close family member, um, okay. and they are considering um, e- expanding their business, and they they just want to know. Um, so, however, the oh, correct way to phrase that is um, if it's if it's a smart decision to expand, or if they should you know stick with what they have. Um and and you can I, I can be the conduit we can to to save their name on this one but uh so you can direct it towards me because I'm very close to them so um okay. we'll we'll ask for that energy around whether that is a wise I guess decision um, okay that's yeah I'm gonna way. I'm
1: gonna sort of ask the same the same idea you know what's yeah. coming up around around this and yeah. it's and that's actually a question that comes up a lot like mm-hmm. on the live for instance um and uh i've i've enjoyed tonight because a lot of these questions have not been my usual questions so mm-hmm. it's been that's been fun oh but, good. Of, <laughs> but i think a lot of people right now are thinking about um you know changing jobs changing career expanding yeah. all of that because you know COVID is making all of us think what are we doing you right. know so right okay so we pulled six of swords mm mm-hmm. And interesting. So the sword suit is one of the trickier suits in general of the tarot in that, you know, I mentioned before it's air and it's your mind, it's your thoughts. And if you think of how, you know, people as human beings, our minds are both our greatest gift because it obviously allows us to do amazing things beyond the realm of most in the animal kingdom, but it also is what gets us into trouble because we don't quite know how to have a relationship with someone that thinks differently than we do you know that's sort of the the double-edged quality of the sword is that's what leads to wars and fighting and you know everything that's happening politically right now and you yeah. know all of that so um it's a tricky suit and the six i will say six is a moment of kind of recalibration at numerologically six kind of represents like coming back into harmony. Five is sort of contraction. And then six is expanding back into harmony. This card comes up a lot for people who would benefit from a little outside guidance. Um, A lot of times it comes up for someone that maybe could use a therapist. Um, And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. We should all have a therapist. But basically it's saying, you know, your mind has done as much thinking as it can do around this issue, and you could really use some outside assistance, someone that is unbiased, um, you know, like a tarot reading, Mm -hmm. um, someone that, uh, you know, has maybe been there before, that can kind of guide you and help you. So Mm -hmm. this idea of expanding, I would say, you know, is there someone your friend could reach out to for advice? Um, Is there someone that has, that they really respect that's done something similar that they could call on to be like, Hey, tell me, you know, what worked and what didn't. Um, And, and maybe they could even like shadow for a while to learn from. Um, But, but yeah, I I would just say that it's okay to need some help and uh, they can't possibly know it all. And if, and if they're willing to kind of, you know know that then then they're actually better off because they'll get you know some good advice and probably save themselves from making some mistakes that they might have made otherwise
0: Interesting very interesting I will I will relay that message on uh as well yeah that's amazing thank you Um so right before we launch into this question you said um the questions tonight are different than the ones that you usually get Are there questions that you get time and time again, almost every reading that people are focused on and they're like sort of the typical questions. Yes. It is always, will he love me? Can he love me? Mm-hmm. Why
1: doesn't he love me? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make him love me? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> always, it is always that. And, yeah. and sometimes the questions make me kind of sad because they, they're so not about them, you yes. know, they're so focused on the other person. And right. I just always am like, you know, who cares what they think? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like let's talk about you. Like let's, um, you know, are you happy? Are you getting what you need? Mm-hmm. Like, do you even do you love them? Do you want them to love you? Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 really kind of gets a little sad. Um, but I hear that a lot. Um, and I mean love, of course, as humans, like I mean, I understand that's on our minds constantly, but it just it's just interesting how like kind of outwardly projected a lot of times we can frame these love questions and how kind of Mm -hmm. honestly kind of desperate you know it it can be Mm -hmm. and then and then like I said career always career Mm -hmm. always um you know should I take this job should I leave my job um you know and and money a lot of times you know my finances you know that that sort of thing and those are I mean that's that's you know that is traditionally what you think of with tarot is like oh it's going to tell me my future so i'm going to ask this question about my future right. and i i really when i work with clients i'm really saying you know this is about now this is a meditative mm. and reflective tool about right now. So, even though mm-hmm. some of the spreads I use for clients do have cards that are sort of future placements, mm-hmm. I, I like to describe those cards as sort of the branches of a tree. Um, so, depending on how you water and tend your the, the base of your tree in the present, is going to impact the way your branches flourish or wither. You know, it's going to change. So, you have the chance right now in the present to change the future. You know, mm-hmm. this card is just showing. If things stay the way they are right now, this is what might happen, but you always have a chance to alter that.
0: Right. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So I've asked everyone else's question, so I will ask mine. I think I have so many... It's such a. It's been such a weird year as it has for everyone, and I think my things that I'm wondering about are all of the above that are the typical things, but they are more inward because I'm single, so I'm not projecting it out on anyone else. So I'm what I'm wondering about my my sex life, my love life, and and career and geography if I'm meant to stay in New York. So many different things. So I guess maybe just a general a general guidance is what I need to encapsulate yeah. like what is there's I have so much energy right now. And so <laughs> I could use some general guidance for sure.
1: Yeah, you can't can't go wrong. We'll just see see what wants yeah, to come.
0: Up. Yeah. By the way, have you ever had a tarot reading? No, never. This is the, f- this only, only, actually you pulled a card for me on Instagram the other night and it was like wild. Again, it was like very accurate, uh, uh, very on the nose of, of what I well, was we thinking. Need, we
1: need to do a full reading for you sometime.
0: Yes, I would love to. I would love to.
1: All right. So we pulled page of swords. I was okay. secretly hoping we might pull a major arcana just so we could do it once, but yeah. it's a court <laughs> card. So, you yeah, know, it's different. Um, yeah. He's so, cute.
0: I think that I talked little about page is the last live, yeah. actually.
1: I think I went on a little like TED talk with pages. Um, so the word I like to associate with the page is Mm -hmm. discovery. Um, The page is the first human in the deck to come into contact with the energy of the suit. Mm -hmm. And so this is swords. So like we said, that's air, that's mind, ideas, um, thoughts, learning. A lot of times this is associated. So you can almost think of the page of swords as like the precocious student, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like just kind of happy to be Learning new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always see pages come up for people in moments where they need to kind of tap back into like what got them started with the thing in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're asking about life, you're asking sort of big questions. What am I supposed to do? You know, how can you reinvigorate your mind around your life? Mm -hmm. You know, how can you kind of re inspire your mind? Uh, You know, is it, that you maybe expand the kinds of things you're talking about on this podcast? Is it that you uh, maybe change up who you're taking in, you know, the sources Mm -hmm. of information that you're taking in and you sort of, you know, we all have our usual, like, people on our feet and people in our ears and all of that how mm-hmm. could you change that up how could you listen to someone totally different take in a totally new idea mm-hmm. and see kind of what comes from that and just mm-hmm. remember when you first started like what was it that got you going and how mm-hmm. can you kind of tap into that again
0: right what is that does that make sense to you it yeah it does it um i i've definitely been trying to learn a lot of new things. There's a lot of new things that I want to do. It's interesting that you reference the podcast with a uh, reference to newness, because I've been trying to bring in, especially this season, a lot of new people that I haven't had before versus before the format was a little bit more roundtable with like my friends and we would debate different topics and give our viewpoints on different topics. So it's expanded to more people. And also like viewpoints that I just don't, you know, different viewpoints. Um, I've been tossing with the idea of inviting a um, a gay Trump supporter on mm. the podcast, which I have no idea if I could even handle because I'm not good at debating politics because I get really passionate. and And I think that in general real life, I think I'm really well spoken and articulate. And when it gets that passionate, I'm like, it's a complete blind spot. I can't express myself. I just start like just getting really upset and like just name calling, you know, like yeah, I, have, yeah. I have a hard time. So I've been trying to meditate on who are the other co-hosts that I need to bring on that can help facilitate those conversations in a good way without making that person feel like they're ganged up on. And so there's just so, I've been thinking so much about all different things, uh, in relation to the podcast as well as in life. So that definitely made a lot of sense. I would, I think you should definitely do that. I would love to listen to that. And like,
1: you know, I think what's tricky obviously with that kind of conversation is actually approaching it, not from being worried about how you're going to confront them or debate them, but really, Mm -hmm. Trying to listen to them, which I'm, I'm, I agree that would be very hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it would, be, it would be really interesting to actually try to go in and really hear and really understand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to come, a, like, I just think that's obviously what we kind of need right yeah. now. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be really interesting. And maybe, maybe you can take it off the weight off your shoulders that you have to, like, have all the answers, but mm-hmm. actually just go in and be like, I'm just here to listen to you and try to hear another viewpoint, and mm-hmm. and I may not agree with all of it, but I also don't have to like defend myself. I can just you know listen.
0: Right, that's a good that's a good bit of advice. Um, I was thinking too, when you are doing these readings, does somebody ever present a question and then you are um, you pull the card and then you're like. Oh, I don't want to tell them this. Like the card <laughs> means something very specific to you. And then when you get the card, you're like, oh, how am I gonna how am I gonna tell them this? Is it ever bad news? Or is there sort of a good, a positive spin always that you can get out of the cards? I don't think that any of the cards are bad, quote okay. unquote. Yeah. Um I do or think ominous. though that some
1: cards bring very tough lessons, Mm -hmm. you know, and I do think, I will say, I think there's a lot of spiritual bypassing that happens in, in the community, the tarot community and the, you know, the spiritual community in Mm -hmm. general. And I don't want to do that, you know, so I'm always real with people. I'm always like, this card is tough, you know, this isn't going to be easy. Um, But again, the, like, those are the moments that change you, you know, when you really go through those really difficult, you know, dark nights of the soul, that's, that's what changes you. So honestly, when those cards come up, it's usually it's it's a lot of times it's like yep you know based because i like to you know obviously discuss a lot with the person and and kind of have an ongoing conversation and you know if you pull the tower you pull death or you pull you know more challenging cards it's kind of like yep you know that's that's what you're going through right now and Mm -hmm. and in a way it's affirming because it's like you're not crazy you are going through something really hard right now you know and and it's just it's hard but you'll get through it you know
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's perfect. Um, Can we're going to wrap up shortly? Can I do like a um, end of Aladdin genie moment? And can I ask the last question of you? Can you pull a card for yourself and share for us what you're asking the deck and what comes up for you? So, oh, I love that. I'll give the yeah. last wish, <laughs> the last question back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that so much. Um I mean, not to be a broken record, but i I think I'm just gonna be like, what you know, what wants to come up? And actually, i I usually pull a card for myself not every day, but almost every day, and I didn't do it today. So oh. um, uh, this is my card for the day. Yay. Well, here's our Major Arcana. I pulled the Emperor. Uh. Ah! So this is really interesting because book um, one, which I'm working on right now, is uh, all about the first seven cards of the Major. So Mm -hmm. the zero was the Fool, which I don't count because it's zero. So it's kind of like, you know, separate. And then one through seven is what this next book is about. Uh, And the Emperor is card number four. The Emperor is also the tarot card of 2020 because if you add two plus zero plus two plus zero you get four mm. um so it was interesting going into 2020 with four because with trump as president a lot of us were like what the heck does that mean does that mean that like he's just going to take over and he, you know I mean, what is that going to going to happen we you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. but it i think what has actually happened or what perhaps is starting to happen is all of us through covid, through black lives matter, through donald trump, through everything that's happened this year have started to be like i think i have to be my own emperor. You know, what what do i what do i believe in? What is what is what kind of empire do i want to build? Now, some of us are choosing very different empires than i would personally choose, mm-hmm. but it really does feel like in this year a lot of americans, a lot of people have you know, really taking it on themselves to be like, what is my vision for my country and my life, which mm-hmm. is, that's extremely emperor. But also why I think it's interesting that I pulled it is, I've been having a lot of discussion with my collaborator on, you know, not gendering tarot, which is really hard. It's it's mm-hmm. very tied into these archetypes. I mean, that's a whole other discussion we could have how you know, masculine and feminine are just really interlocked with these ideas. And I really want to pull that apart. I think it's very important that you not associate the emperor with a, you know, male presenting person or a man, you know, that has sexual organs of a man. It has to be an energy that's for anyone and everyone. And, you know, it's shockingly hard to like pull that apart, you Mm know, but I think actually the more entrenched you are, in esoteric beliefs, the harder it is, actually, because it's just really in there. So we've really, really been working on that with this new book. Um, and we actually just put the finishing touches on the art and kind of locked everything in this afternoon right before I came on. So maybe this this is saying you did you did good,
0: I hope, you know. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for uh, for being here that I couldn't have had more fun. And it's been, um, just really a crazy week for me, a crazy day leading up into this interview. Um, and so I think it was just what I needed. So I appreciate you being here. I can't wait to share the cards that you pulled with my friends and to put this episode out and for them to hear, um, what the cards said to them. Um, where can people find you if they want to um book a reading with you? Sure. So my my Instagram is um
1: at man of the cards. Mm-hmm. And my website is manofthecards.com, mm-hmm. and uh, everything is there. And and like I said, I have uh, this new book coming out. Um, we probably will be re-releasing Book Zero um, at some point, but for right now, um, the only places to get it are the brick-and-mortar shops I mentioned, Lockwood and Arcane Remedies. But the new book, Book One, is um, available for pre-order coming out the first week of December in time for people to get it uh, before the holidays hit. Uh, and these are, these are good guided journals, by the way. So this is for anyone that's looking to learn tarot or to just deepen their relationship with the cards. Um, it's zine style, uh, full color images, really, you know, I think really beautiful. And then I have anywhere between 30 minute 60 minute and 90 minute readings available on my website, Man of the
0: Cards. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sean L Show. If you want the late night Twitter, it's at SLS underscore after hours. And <laughs> I I said it wrong on a previous podcast, and I was like, oh, no wonder no one's following it. I completely said it wrong. Um, <laughs> if you're listening on Apple. Uh, Apple Podcast. Please subscribe and give the podcast five stars and leave a review. Reviews really help. Um, and you know, you don't even have to write a review. You could just tell me a story about yourself. If it's funny in any way, I may read it on a future episode. No one has taken me up on that. I'm very disappointed. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, also please like subscribe. They'll let you know when I have new episodes out. I look forward to chatting with all of you again soon. Thank you again, Nick, for being here at Man of the Cards. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.